to me, it doesn't matter how long you have really struggled with something. I don't care if it's been days, months, years, or decades. Just because that's who you've been in your life, that doesn't mean that's who you need to stay. And I think a lot of times, I know for myself, when I deeply identified myself as an emotional eater, it was like, well, this is just who I am. So of course I behave this way, right? Of course I show up in my life this way. Of course I eat this way, because it's, duh, it's who I am. But the reality is, even if that's who you believe that you are in this moment right now, if the way that you're living isn't serving you, if it doesn't make you feel really fucking good, why do you want to stay there? Why do you want to continue to tell yourself that this is who you are and this is who you have to be? Because the truth is change is available to you. Welcome to the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am the Queen of Pep Talks, Jessica Battle, founder and CEO of Join Jessica XO, where I am a mindset coach who helps women just like you create radical change in their lives. I am obsessed with helping women create the unwavering ability to believe in themselves in order to achieve a life beyond their wildest dreams. Each week, I'll bring you a pep talk that will encourage you to break through your own limiting beliefs and help you develop a mindset that will allow you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. If you're looking to lose your own bullshit excuses, get out of your own way, and grow into your infinite potential, then you're in the right place. Are you with me? Let's get started. Hello, my loves, and welcome to episode 60 of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. Thank you so freaking much for being here. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. I would like to take a moment to ask if you love this podcast, your ratings and reviews would mean so much to me. If you have an iPhone and you listen through the podcast app, it is super easy to go in and leave a rating and review. And the more that you do that, the higher it pushes me up on the kind of podcast algorithm and allows new people to find this podcast who maybe aren't already in my world. So I would love and appreciate if you would do that for me, it would mean the absolute world. Today, we're going to be talking about emotional eating. But before we jump into that, there are a few things that I want to say. This podcast episode, I am recording this after literally putting it off for days and days and days and days. Much like when I started this podcast, I had put it off for months and months and months and months. And I just want to give you a sound reminder that if you are somebody who struggles with laziness, procrastination, putting things off, self-sabotage, whatever it is that you're using as the reason that you can't create the success and change that you want in your life, I want you to know that there is nothing wrong with you for experiencing all of these things that humans experience. And it doesn't have to be an excuse for you to continue to hold yourself back from creating the change that you want to see in your life. I am a human being just like you. Oh my gosh. Are you so surprised by that? I am a human being just like you, and I struggle with all of the things, right? I struggle with fear. I struggle with lack of confidence. I struggle with limiting beliefs. I struggle with, are you good enough? I struggle with procrastination. I struggle with laziness. All of these things that are a part of being a human being still come up for me 
It's just a matter of I realize I'm not going to allow them to continue to dictate the direction of my life. So while I can experience them, they don't have to be an excuse for me to, number one, continue to put things off, or number two, decide that I'm not going to do the thing at all because maybe you relate to me in this feeling of like, I put it off for so long and I should have started forever ago, so what's the point in even starting now? This was the mindset that I really used to have, and releasing that and recognizing that better late than not at all is truly so life-changing to realize that it doesn't matter when you're starting. It doesn't matter if you've put it off. It doesn't matter if you feel quote-unquote behind. Continuing to put it off isn't moving you in the direction that you want to go. If it's on your heart and you've been thinking about doing it, I want to ask you today in your life to go start working on the thing that you keep saying that you want because it's available to you, but continuing to put it off, guess what? it's not going to get you there any quicker. So that being said, one more little thing that I want to talk about before we jump into talking about the emotional eating cycle that I want to go over with you guys today. So you can really start to try and identify, am I actually an emotional eater? What does my relationship with food look like? How can I maybe work on healing this? I want to talk about the finally free masterclass. So if you resonate with what I'm talking about inside of today's episode, you are going to want to be inside of the finally free masterclass. This is a one day masterclass event where I'm going to be sharing the mindset and strategies that help me finally break free from emotional and binge eating in my life. It has been a process over the last number of years that I have started working on my mindset and really healing my relationship with food, my relationship with movement, my relationship with my body. And most importantly, my relationship with myself, I feel so connected to myself in a way that I never have before. I have an immense level of trust and love and respect for myself that I never felt before. I spent so many years of my life feeling like this peace that I'm experiencing now was going to come from something external, that it was going to come from a different body or a job or money or whatever. But I really realized that it's my job to create all of those things that I want to feel in my life. And you too have the ability to create those feelings in your life. So if you're really ready to leave behind emotional eating and binge eating and really want to work on healing that relationship with food and healing that relationship with yourself, which will easily transcend into so many areas of your life, you want to get inside of this one day masterclass. It is happening on Monday, the 12th. If you're hearing this late and you're like, oh, I really want to see the masterclass, just shoot me a message and I'll see if I can still get you inside. Cost is only $44.44. This is literally a no brainer. It's going to be jam packed with information and action steps that you can start using and applying in your life immediately to help you feel different around your relationship with food you're welcome. There are over 110 women already registered for this. And I know that it's just going to be so incredibly epic. The masterclasses that I do are so much fun because they're jam packed with information. And of course, there are always incredible offers at the end, where I will invite you to come into my coaching world if you're really looking for that next level mentorship and coaching. So you can start implementing some of the things that I'm teaching you inside of the masterclass. Alrighty, so let's jump into today's episode. I want to talk to you about the emotional eating cycle. This is a six-part cycle, something that deeply resonates with me, something that I struggled with for, my goodness, the large majority of my life. I identified myself as an emotional eater for so long, and I'm pretty sure I have a podcast episode on the thought result cycle and how important your way of thinking and your language and the way that you speak about yourself is. 
Hey, my loves, popping back in to let you know that I just went and checked and the Thought Results Cycle episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast is number 49, titled Your Thoughts Create Your Reality. So if you have a desire to go and listen to that episode, you are welcome. Enjoy. Okay, now back to the episode. And that's really, really important. And it's a big piece of how I started working on creating change. But I want to talk about this cycle to maybe open your eyes to the fact that you need to change. I think sometimes we don't even really recognize how damaged our relationship with food is or really any area of our lives, how damaged things are and how unhealthy they actually are because it's all we really know. It's all we've ever lived. So it feels like normal. Unfortunately, some of these really painful things and shameful things and sad things and depressing things that we're navigating on a day-to-day basis, they feel super normal for us because it's just all we've ever known, right? And I had no idea the peace and the balance and the moderation that was available to me when it came to my relationship with food until I started really working on it. And now to be where I am in my life with my relationship with food, it's like, I can't imagine being back where I was. I can't imagine putting myself through the pain that I did. I can't imagine hurting myself the way that I did with my habits and my behaviors and the way that I was eating. I just can't imagine living that life anymore, which is why it's like, of course, there's no going back because I get to see now in my life how good good actually feels. And it breaks my heart because I think so many women feel like this is the way that I've always been. So this is who I'm always going to be. And I really just want to give you this reminder that it doesn't matter in in my opinion, right? Of course, everything that I talk about here is my opinion. But to me, it doesn't matter how long you have really struggled with something. I don't care if it's been days, months, years, or decades. Just because that's who you've been in your life, that doesn't mean that's who you need to stay. And I think a lot of times I know for myself, when I deeply identified myself as an emotional eater, it was like, well, this is just who I am. So of course I behave this way, right? Of course I show up in my life this way. Of course I eat this way because it does who I am. But the reality is, even if that's who you believe that you are in this moment right now, if the way that you're living isn't serving you, if it doesn't make you feel really fucking good, why do you want to stay there? Why do you want to continue to tell yourself that this is who you are and this is who you have to be? Because the truth is change is available to you. I know that sometimes it feels like I've been like this forever, so it's really not available to me. I'm just kind of stuck this way. But as a woman who struggled with emotional and binge eating her entire life, like for as long as I can remember, my relationship with food has been tumultuous in one form or fashion. I have changed. Like I have changed the way that I feel about food. I have changed the way that I show up around food. I have changed the way that I obsess around food. I changed the way that I eat. I have changed so much when it comes to everything with food. And I deeply believe that that change is available to you as well. It's just a matter of making that commitment to yourself and really being dedicated to wanting the change so badly that it's like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And sometimes it means trying something new. So if the things that you've been doing aren't leading you to the place that you want to get to, 
maybe it's time to try something different. So I'm going to leave you with that. Now let's jump into talking about this emotional eating cycle. So you're going to imagine a big circle. If you think about a cycle, you start up top and then you go down to the right a little bit and then you go down a little more and around and around and around and around and then you get back to where you began. So if you're imagining this, that is what I want you to imagine, a big circle where we're going step by step through this kind of cycle that is going to lead you back to the starting place. This is what I like to call the hand wheel that we all want to get off of. We're living in this habitual cycle where we're going through the motions over and over and over again. And it feels like, man, this shit sucks, right? Okay. So the first piece of the emotional eating cycle is that you feel powerless over food. And this is really... This ties back to your language in the way that you speak about yourself and the way that you speak about food. And like I said, I'm I'm pretty sure I have a podcast episode where I talk all about the importance of your thoughts and the way that you identify yourself and how they really create the reality that you're living in. But this comes down to your language and how you're identifying yourself. Do you say that you're a victim to food? Do you believe that you are out of control? Do you believe that you are powerless? Do you believe that you don't have the ability to change? Do you believe that you are stuck the way that you are? Do you believe that food is like this big, almighty, powerful thing that holds control over you, like you're in these handcuffs in a cage and food has put you there and you continue to identify yourself this way. And like, I'm, I'm a victim or I'm powerless or I'm an emotional eater or I'm unable to stop myself or I'm out of control. When you feel this way, a lot of this goes back to, of course, your habits, because you've kind of shown yourself that this is the habitual cycle that you're living in, where you continue to feel powerless over food. But a big chunk of this is the way that you're speaking to yourself and who you believe you are. So that is going to be something that you can absolutely start to work on to begin to feel differently around food and start to see food as just food. Because food is food. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not a moral issue. It's not something that has you in handcuffs locked in a cage. It's literally food, but we've made it this big, icky, emotional thing that feels like it's this big, dark cloud above our heads. And at any given moment, a thunderstorm is going to rain down upon us and ruin our lives. And I totally understand how that feels. And and maybe I'm being a little bit dramatic here, but I also know how deep the emotions that I felt around food were and how I really did feel super powerless to food for a really long period of my life. And I want you to know that you're able to break free from that feeling. The second piece of the emotional eating cycle is that you experience a negative emotion. So when you live with this feeling of being powerless to food and feeling like you're out of control, and then you experience a negative emotion, it might not just be negative emotions for you. I was the type of person who used any and all emotions as a kind of excuse or permission to eat because I'm an emotional eater. I'm Jessica Battle. I am an emotional eater, and this is just what I do. So if I'm feeling happy or sad or depressed or celebrating or bored or stressed or anxious, fill in the blank with the emotion. I was using food as a way to cope with that. So you experience a negative emotion and you immediately begin to feel like, ooh, how am I going to cope with this? How am I going to cope with this negative emotion or this positive emotion? Or what am I going to do to celebrate? Or what do I do to kind of reward myself? There are so many things that can happen in this space and in this piece of this cycle. It's like, I deserve it. So I'm going to eat it. I feel like shit. So I'm going to eat it, right? Whatever that emotion is that we feel that we've allowed to become a kind of trigger for us to turn to food. When you experience that, and then you decide that that is an opportunity for you 
to eat. And the thing is, we're all going to experience emotions over the course of the rest of our life, both positive and negative and neutral emotions. You can cope with the way that you're feeling differently. You can cope with the emotions in a way that isn't going to sabotage you or make you feel worse about yourself, right? We all know the truth in this is that food doesn't actually fix problems unless your problem is true hunger, food isn't going to change anything. So at this point, you identify yourself as somebody who feels powerless to food, or you have a lack of control around food, or you're a victim when it comes to food, and you have experienced any emotion at this point that you have kind of tied to the behavior of eating. Piece three of this is that you get this voice in your head that says, hey, 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 it's me. You should go eat right now you should go eat right now. Aren't you hungry? Food will fix it. Go eat. Go push that emotion down. Go celebrate that emotion. Just go eat. That voice in your head, right? That says, just go eat. It's so loud. It's like it's screaming at you. And it feels overwhelming. For me, it would feel like a wave had just washed over me and I had no choice other than to give in and go and eat to quiet that voice in my mind. I know how powerful that voice can feel and I know how all-consuming that voice can feel and I know how overwhelming it can feel to think this voice is here and the only way to get it to go away is by going to eat. But the truth is every time we do that, We're just reinforcing this behavior that I feel the emotion, so I go and eat. And this is the opportunity for you to bring awareness to this space and decide to be different. And inside of the Finally Free Masterclass, I'm going to be teaching you the tools and strategies that I used when this voice would come up to actually quiet it and go and do something else. Okay, piece four of this is you've now given in. The voice in your head is yelling, just go eat because you feel the emotion and you believe you're powerless to food. So you head to the kitchen and there you are in front of the refrigerator with the doors wide open or in front of the pantry seeking for something to eat, sometimes eating junk that doesn't even actually taste good, consuming as quickly as you can, shoveling food in your mouth. Maybe this is what it looks like for you. Maybe it looks different for you. It's not a one size fits all, but you go and you eat and you eat more than you should, quote unquote, right? You eat more than you should or you know that you ate because you weren't hungry You zone out and you're mindless and you're just shoveling the food in your mouth, not thinking, kind of blacking out. That's what I used to do. I would stand at the counter like a zombie, just eating, sometimes saying to myself in my head, you know, you really shouldn't be doing this. You know, this feels like shit. You know, you're not going to feel better after, but it felt like I was powerless. Like I deeply believed the first part of this cycle. I was powerless. I believed no matter what I did. I was going to stand there and shovel food in my mouth because I was so out of control. And that is the worst feeling in the whole world. That video that I took of myself sitting outside of my house crying, saying that even though I felt so sick, I felt so bad, I was clearly so hurt. I knew that if I went back into my house, I would just start eating again because I really felt like I was out of control. I felt like it felt like an outer body experience where I didn't have power over my body and I was just there eating as much as I could, as quickly as I could, walking out of the kitchen for five or 10 minutes and saying, okay, you're done only to find myself back in the kitchen. Or I'd say, you're not going to eat again for the rest of the day, or you're not going to eat again until Monday. And then five minutes later, there I am 
back in the kitchen eating again. And that just feels so terrible. That feeling of shame and guilt and disappointment. Oh my gosh, it just feels far too heavy. And that is a burden that we do not deserve to carry for the rest of our lives. The next piece of this, which is something that I did not always experience in my emotional eating and binge eating days, was that you may experience a brief moment of relief where you're like, whew, I feel better. I quieted the voice. My stomach is full. I feel a little bit better. I didn't ever really feel this. I didn't ever really feel a sense of satisfaction. What I have realized over the years and really healing and creating some of these mindset shifts that I have around, you know, my relationship with food and my body, what I realized is that when I was emotionally eating, I was trying to feed something that wasn't in my stomach. I was trying to fill a void, but it wasn't an empty tummy. It was a void within myself. It was something that was lacking within me. And it was really a connection to myself that was missing fulfillment in my life, fulfillment in who I was and how I showed up and how I treated myself. All of those things were missing. And there wasn't enough food in the world that could make me feel the way that I wanted to feel because I wasn't trying to fill my stomach. I was trying to fill something else within myself with food. So I never really experienced this brief moment of relief. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I think that it's all really individual and how we kind of talk to ourselves after we eat. But for me, it immediately jumped into the final piece of this cycle, which is that you realize that the food didn't actually change anything and you just feel worse. Even if you were using the food to celebrate or because you deserved it, Overeating for me and emotionally eating and binge eating for me sucked all of the joy out of everything in my life. And it made me feel even worse about myself, the shame and the guilt and the disappointment and the sadness and all of these things that made me feel so, so terrible. Guess what they did? They encouraged me to repeat the cycle because I started not feeling good. And what I did made me feel worse. And how do I cope with not feeling good? I eat more. I didn't have any healthy coping mechanisms. I wasn't doing anything in my life to help me actually feel different. I was trying to suppress and avoid everything that I felt by numbing out and going somewhere mindless with food. And this is just so unhealthy for you. Like, yes, for your body, But for you and your emotions and your mental state and the way that you feel about yourself, this is just behavior that you don't need to continue to carry on with. This is behavior that you do have the ability to change. These are habits that you do have the power to break, but it does take a commitment to releasing some of your old ways of thinking, adopting some new habits in your life, figuring out how can I cope differently and being deeply committed to being in it and wanting to see the change, no matter if that means a quote unquote relapse here and there, right? Where you go through periods of time that feel really hard. Are you willing to jump back in and continue working on healing? If you are committed to that, this change is possible for you and you are 100% capable of creating this change that you want to see around your relationship with food. The balance and the peace and the moderation that you are craving, it is available to you, but of course it takes your work. These habits don't change overnight. They don't change in the course of a couple of days. And I think what happens for so many of us in life when we're working towards something is we become really frustrated because it's not happening as quickly as we would like it to. It's not about how quickly it happens. It's about, is it happening for you at all? 
And that is what I want to leave you with for today's episode. So I want you to start thinking about, do I really want this change in my life? And what am I willing to do to create this change? Because one thing that I can promise you, my love, is that being in a place where you no longer have this unhealthy or tumultuous or conflicted relationship with food, where you're no longer consumed by thoughts of food and your body and your weight, it is the most freeing place to live in your life. It is the most freeing place to be. If you have spent years and years and years consumed by thoughts of food, I want you to know that where I am right now is available to you and it will feel far better than you can even imagine in this moment. I love you so much. I hope if this episode resonated with you, I will see you inside of the Finally Free Masterclass. I will put the link to that in the show notes of this episode. If you have questions about it, just feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram and I am more than happy to talk about it. I love you all so much. I hope you have the most incredible day and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you were inspired by today's pep talk, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes or sending me a message on Instagram so I can keep the encouragement coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, make sure you head over to join Jessica XO on Instagram for even more content that will inspire you to show up in your life to the best of your ability. I love you so, so much, and I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, live today with a grateful heart and remember that you're not only worthy, but incredibly capable and deserving of creating the life you desire.